Well, it's the first of May, first of May, outdoor fucking starts today. Hello, and welcome to Adventurous Polyamory, the podcast where we rip off the shrink wrap and get into the messy reality of our lifestyle. I'm Rachel Barth, your hostess with the mostest, and I am here to open up a big old can of truth and honesty about the joys and pitfalls of polyamory. In celebration of the return and of warmth and sunshine, I am giving away 20 free sessions with me, your favorite podcaster, coach, and all-around helpful old lady. Email me at unlimitedheartcoaching at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at unlimitedheartfreedom. Let's chat. Sessions will be conducted over the phone at a time of our mutual convenience. Don't wait. Reach out and touch baby. And... With that out of the way, let's move on to our topic today. Longtime listeners will remember that the etiquette of polyamory is a little bit of a hobby horse for me. Here's your one-line refresher course. Etiquette is the system we use to help other people feel safe and comfortable around us, thereby avoiding a bunch of stress, upset, drama, and emotional pain on everyone's part. Also, avoiding stabbings. That's the foundation of etiquette, how to avoid getting stabbed. All right, if you want the deep dive, go back and listen to episode 13 from season one. Life is full of funny little situations, isn't it? And polyamory, of course, only creates a more intense version of this. I love this about polyamory. It's like caffeine for your whole life. It makes everything more vivid. But you know, also sometimes more intensely awkward, more intensely difficult, more intensely confusing. So let's look at a few more situations that might arise and think about how to move through them politely and with appropriate etiquette. One thing that seems to happen periodically is that people forget to clean up their sex toys. Or worse yet, the small detritus of sex, such as empty condom wrappers, or even occasionally the condom itself. I feel like this ought to be fairly obvious, but let me just say it out loud. If you are the host, it is your job to create a welcoming and safe space for your guest, who, in this case, is also your lover. Presumably, you are a good little polyamorous person, and you have been honest and upfront with your partners, so this is not about anyone getting a horrible shock upon discovering that you have had hot monkey love with someone else. No, 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 no. This is just about making space for your lover to feel special and welcome in your love nest. So please, spend five extra minutes running your eyes over your bedroom, rumpus room, dungeon, or whatever, and make sure that the evidence of your last bout of shenanigans has been cleared away. Remember, your goal is to help your guest feel safe and comfortable. If your partner comes across the nasty condom wrappers and cleanup towels, they might feel uncomfortable in a variety of ways. They might feel grossed out. They might feel disrespected, which will definitely lead to a lot of misery. They might feel as if you are ignoring or discounting their feelings, which, in fact, you are, or as if you love your other partner more than them. If you make this mistake more than once, you will cause your partner to lose just a wee tiny little bit of respect for you. 
And if that happens more than a couple of times, then contempt has found a way to sneak into your cozy little life. Contempt is the fourth horseman of relationship apocalypse, according to Dr. John Gottman, along with stonewalling, criticism, and defensiveness. Contempt is the fourth horseman of relationship apocalypse, according to Dr. John Gottman, along with stonewalling, criticism, and defensiveness. I will put a citation in the show notes, and I highly recommend his work in general. So yeah, you don't want to create an opening for your partner to feel contempt for you. And then last, but certainly not least, your partner might feel as if it has become their job to clean up after you and your other partner. And this will likely lead to a lot of resentment. So heed my words, young Padawan, and clean up after yourself. And if you are not the host, you should also clean up after yourself, after sexy shenanigans, because you also want your sweetie to feel safe and comfortable with you, and not secretly contemptuous of your slobbiness. I don't mean that either of you need to bust out your inner Martha Stewart and start sanitizing the baseboards with a toothbrush. There is no need to be uptight or obsessive about it. But please, just pick up any trash and throw it away. And if you used some sex toys, clean them up and put them away. All of this goes double if you were engaging in backdoor playtime. Nobody wants to see the evidence of that. Let's also talk about the bed itself. Whether you are using your own bed or perhaps a guest bedroom bed, when you host, it is polite to make the bed. Some people say that you should change the sheets before each lover visits. I can appreciate this as an idea, but I gotta be honest. Changing sheets is a lot of work. My general attitude about it is, this is my bedroom and these are my sheets. You're here to stick your tongue in my mouth and your other parts into my other parts, so let's not be prissy about the sheets, man. However, again, it is about showing your sweetie that you care about their feelings. If they come in the room and the bed is all rumpled, there's just no good answer there. Either it's all tore up from the last partner, and now your sweetie has to feel weird about it, or else it's still just a mess from the last time they visited you, at which point you look like a lazy person who doesn't care about their comfort. Your sweetie either feels like they have to clean up after you, or else they're cleaning up after your other partner, and neither of these is a good path to go down. Or I suppose it could also happen that they would simply feel as if you don't care enough about them to clean up a wee bit. Oof, the NRE is clearly over. Save yourself all this trouble and make your bed. I do not care about any of your excuses here, and I do not care if up until now you have not learned how to make a bed. Go on YouTube and figure it out. You want to have more than one romantic partner and still act like you can't figure out how to tuck a sheet in? Bitch, please. Just just do it. Remember, etiquette is about helping everyone to feel safe and comfortable. I'm not trying to make you spend hours every week cleaning and tidying your place to perfection. I'm just suggesting that you can give your partners a lot of ease, comfort, and peace of mind simply by cleaning up your toys and making your bed. For metamors, there's a wrinkle or two. Do you have a pillow that you prefer to be yours? By all means, put it away before you leave. Or in my case, I have a pillow that the Amazon just dislikes. I call it the pariah pillow because nobody likes it but me. So I put it away. I try to put away my clothing, 
my little box that holds my bite guard, throw away my cough drop wrappers. I wipe down the bathroom that we share. It's a fine line in some ways because it's John's house, but I do try to clean up the evidence of my passing. The Amazon should not have to shove my mess aside in order to find space to relax. She is also quite polite and clean, and she tidies up after herself all the time. I feel safe and comfortable knowing she has been in our shared space. The other situation I really want to talk about is about keeping your mouth shut. Actually, I mean keeping your mouth shut in two different contexts. First off, I want to impress upon you the importance of keeping your opinions about your partner's partners to yourself in the highest degree possible. I have talked about this before and here it is again. Of course, we all like to think that our opinions about other people have value or validity. I'm sorry to have to tell you, we are all wrong. I realize the irony here. I am telling you my opinion that all of our opinions are worthless. Yep, nothing to do but forge onward. Keep your opinions about your metamors to yourself to the highest degree possible. Very little good can come of saying those things out loud, and the most likely outcome is simply causing damage to your own relationship. It might be obvious that you should definitely keep negative opinions to yourself. However, I also mean positive opinions. Expressing a whole bunch of positive opinions about your metamor can change the dynamic of your relationship in odd ways. I don't want John to feel pressure to break up with his new sweetie, Camelia, because I said something negative about her, or even just about my own feelings about her. But I also don't want him to feel as if he should stick it out with Camelia when he would really rather end it simply because I said a bunch of nice things about her and expressed a bunch of enthusiasm about her. I believe John will do best making up his own mind if I don't influence him. So here I can maintain good etiquette all around, doing my best for both John and Camelia by restricting what I say. Something I learned from Kathy is that depending on the situation, your positive remarks might even come across as phony bullshit, and you would then look like an ass kisser and an all around fake. I'm sure I don't need to give you a complicated explanation about how looking like a phony fake bullshitter is going to not improve your relationships with any of the people in your life. You follow me? So that's why you should keep both negative and positive opinions to yourself. Always bear in mind that your role here is to be the best partner you can to your own partner and not to be anyone else's cheering section. You're doing your best to create a space where your partner will feel comfortable telling you what is in their heart. And that kind of communication is a delicate little sprout. Too much water and too little water will both kill a fresh little seedling. So try to stay neutral on the topic of your metamors. I realize this is practically impossible. Just do the best you can. Save your points up for the moment when it really, really matters to you and you simply cannot hold it back. Your opinion will carry a lot more weight 
if you give it only rarely. Just try to bear that in mind. Sometimes something will come along and you really just cannot. That's, even then, like, do your best to keep it gentle. All right, I tell you what, you don't have to believe me. You go ahead and test it out. You'll see. The other situation in which I beg you to keep your mouth shut is when your partner talks about your metamor with you. And then your metamor comes and talks to you about your partner. Do not ever pass on even a single detail of those conversations. Just don't. Take it to your grave. That is the courtesy you would hope for if you told your secrets to someone, right? And here, because of the intimacy of all the people involved, you are 100% likely to be unmasked as the blabbermouth who spilled the beans. I've been on both ends of this awful dynamic. I have been the partner whose secrets were spilled, and I have been the partner who spilled those secrets. It's terrible either way. Guaranteed heartburn and insomnia coming right up. Make up your mind right now to never get into this. Keep all of that stuff locked up tight. Because, again, you are making a safe space for your loved ones to be honest with you knowing that you will keep their confidences with respect. Of course, you will sometimes mess this up. Lord knows I have. Just get yourself together and try harder, okay? Because the goal of etiquette in general is to help people feel safe and comfortable around you. And the nice side effect will be that you also get to feel safer and more comfortable yourself. It's a win all around. And now let me just circle back on this issue of the messy bedroom. What should you do if you discover that your partner has not cleaned up after themselves? I recommend a version of keeping your mouth shut. Ideally, don't say anything and don't clean it up yourself either. But if your partner is the sort of person who does not notice things, then I think that you could simply ask them to clean up the condoms and whatnot. Say something like, hey, there's some stuff on the bed that I don't know what to do with, so I left it for you to handle. Obviously, this is a tiny fib, since you do, in fact, know what to do with it. But it's not your business. It is their business. So gently remind them in this non-judgmental manner. Don't do what I did and publish a blog post about how mad I was having to launder someone else's butt sex towels. I was wrong to do that. Also, I was an idiot because nobody made me wash those towels. I did it and then I was mad. And then I was an idiot some more. Nobody told me the etiquette for that situation. So here I am passing it on to you. Don't do that. Just remember that it's not your business and put that business back in the hands of its owner, who is not you. See? That way you can feel a lot more comfortable and relaxed and not resentful or angry because you did not do anything that you do not need to do. All right, that's all I have for now. Thank you for listening. Do you have any topics you want to hear about on this podcast? Please get in touch with me at unlimitedheartcoaching at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at unlimitedheartfreedom.
As always, I am available for coaching sessions, and if you feel you could use some help, please get in touch with me. I appreciate you all so very much, and I'll see you back here in a couple of weeks.